0: Okay.
1: Hello and welcome to The Comedian's Paradise. This is a podcast where we get an inside scoop of comedy scenes from across the globe and we speak to mavericks of the comedy scene. Now today's guest has come all the way from the USSR and is conquering the British shores. She is a lover of Shakespeare, she is a force of nature, she is an amazing comedian. Please start clapping and cheering and welcome the amazing the substantially conquering Helen Pry.
0: Come on, I, I need to go to the mirror and see if I'm really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can amaze some few people, but not know in a good way or in a bad way. <laughs> it took me thirty years amazing my own husband until he put up with all that different culture clash, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> is he British or is he is he is he He's uh,
0: very uh, English. Uh-huh. a real descendant of william of normandy
1: oh is he is he a fish and chips man helen or is he like uh, like a uh, full english breakfast is he he's like cheese, a... but
0: not fish he's uh, no 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 he's a uh, uh, he called himself a gravel scratcher <laughs> what it's how he defines himself <laughs> fair enough <laughs> 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 well I think it's granite scratcher, but he thinks it's gravel scratcher, I don't
1: <laughs> what what would you define you yourself are. as Helen?
0: <laughs> well, an old one woman who wants to live like a princess and try everything in, in life possible before she drops dead. <laughs> that
1: sounds that sounds good. So you're you're Indiana Jones. Of and company. I
0: did. You, you know, you know i'm a cancer survivor so i'm now seven years clean of cancer thanks god but after i've been kind of on a border between life and death i actually rethink every thought everything and i enjoyed this my last seven years was full of fun and adventures believe me that's why i'm laughing because otherwise i had to cry so i decided not to cry i decided to, to to laugh and my book by the way which you mentioned before is actually about thrill of life after cancer because i actually Done things I never thought I'm able to do. You know, I was born with one leg shorter than the other. I became a world champion in ballroom dancing. I'm dyslexic. I can't sometimes. You know, I'm a horrible dyslexic. I'm a PhD, and I also learned to fly a plane. Even I was afraid of heights before. It's all cancer after because you you know when you're on the border of the life and death, you really start appreciating everything. I also appreciated young men. It's happened after. <laughs> Well, my husband not here anyway you know so so i tried everything which i thought already was not available you know there you
1: are good good <laughs> and the dog approves that's why he barks i think
0: you're you're numb you're numb i can see you're numb <laughs> <laughs> how old are you Marie? how old are you
1: i'm asian so we age gracefully like fine wine i am early 30s but i look like i'm 18 or early oh, really? 20s you look
0: younger i I thought you were 22
1: 23. sometimes i think that when i look in the mirror yes i've I've lived a a very acquired rice a life so if yeah if you want anyone that want any anti-aging cream i'll inject my take my blood and i'll spread it around okay Mm, you know i don't even want any more uh,
0: anti-aging cream because i started loving myself I don't care anymore if men notice me or they don't notice me i just love myself and i love what i'm doing you
1: know is that is that that's a big thing with with women as a whole That i mean this is going to get me cancelled now but like a big no, part fine. of of like uh, ladies want to be look attractive that's why they put a lot of makeup on. they want to be noticed it's a big part of especially when they're young they're valued oh. well shall
0: i tell they, you so when valued. i was 30 I actually cried on my birthday. I thought I was very old and passed my best day. You know? When I was 40, at my birthday, I um, uh, was uh, worried that my husband was cheating on me because my Ukrainian granny used to say, uh, the best woman is a new one. When I was 50, <laughs> bloated from menopause, I was depressed. That's when I was worried and I realized the man actually doesn't notice me at all. Well, I passed 60 now, darling. I don't care, you men, if you notice me, or no, you don't. That's the complete freedom. I don't need your bulldozers and excavators. I turned my desert into a beautiful nature resort, you know, you know peaceful.
1: <laughs> there you
0: are. So life is beautiful.
1: So you're saying that we men, we bring a lot of problems.
0: <laughs> well, in the 50s, that's the problem of women, because I still feel women, they're still menstruating a bit their last drop and they still want some men but uh, when i passed this uh, age over 60 i realized that, uh, i don't care you know for me man or woman as i said i went gender fluid in all world you know <laughs> and um, I, I love myself you know so I, I i i enjoy what i want to enjoy i don't care what men think about think about me you know if it's man or woman my audience makes no difference
1: hmm but and and you you went and entered into the comedy world where it's it's a big part of a lot of people in it they care we care a lot about what people think like we're very cautious no about i think about say.
0: people what they think my audience But i'm saying i don't care whether the audience is female or male it doesn't any more gender for me difference you know what i mean
1: yeah you're not bothered by a lot of of course of, i care yeah. about the audience I,
0: of course i come there if, if audience doesn't love you know laugh there's no performance I know, that's the worst for, thing for the comic when you have an audience numb.
1: Oh, I was it I was happened, talking I was talking about the circuit. I was talking about the circuit and what people think of you, and like where people people are tremendously cautious oh, about how they come I'm across sure with they each don't other.
0: do think too much good about me. Yeah.
1: That's I that's better what... don't
0: think what they think about me because that one might upset me.
1: <laughs> ah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, but the, it is it is a circuit. And we, as comedians, there's a lot of pe- most, a lot of people in it. We're very concerned about what people in the circuit think of us, or what, what how we get perceived. We're we we're, we're at the stage where well, we're terrified of you know, you saying the wrong thing, and getting cancelled. A lot of us, we're living in a lot of us as comedians, we're living in a bit of a state of fear to an extent. But then again, yeah, I'd say that. Well,
0: darling, there's two things. First of all. Uh, I, I, of course at your age you want to build your career like a comedian so you do care well uh, what career do I build you know I live today if I live today next year and maybe another year so I don't worry you know about you know if somebody doesn't like me or doesn't book me you know yeah uh, and so and another thing basically if I do want to do it I can do it myself to become a promoter you know and and, and get actors in the air but I just you know I got other pursuits as well so I'm not really killing myself on that, I've got other interests, so I'm not worried much if if I upset somebody. Sure, I did.
1: Comedy is not your main, like you enjoy doing it and you work harder and you enjoy it fun, but it's not uh, first like the sole thing.
0: Yeah, well, uh, what I would say, uh, comedy is so little paid. I mean, you have to be a mega star to actually earn a decent living. I'm earning like a guide and doing also a job, which I love in National Gallery, British Museum, and I'm paid. 10 times more, <laughs> comedians, you know? It's, uh, so from the point of view of finances, you know, it's just, you know, incomparable. So also, uh, there's a lot of disappointment. For example, in October, I had three gigs. One, I came and it was completely canceled because there was no audience. The second, and it was actually professionally booked by a professional promoter, which occasionally gives very good gigs. Nobody, nobody, no audience, not one. Second, I came, there was five people in the audience. When the first comedian done his gig, they all left. So, so <laughs> And then the last one, I also driven about 100 miles. It was five drunk people in a pub, you know, and they don't care at all whether it was me or somebody else and what I was saying. they were talking to each other, you know. And then I had to drive another hundred miles back home. you know and it um, doesn't even pay for your petrol.
1: Which gigs were these? no I'm joking, don't I'm say name. don't I'm say, it, don't telling, say, I, don't say, I'm say, joking, I am
0: joking. I'm not telling you, but this was in one month, you know. After that, you just don't want to drive. You don't want to do anything. So I'm now not choosing any too far away because uh, you know if I know it's a very good gig, I will go. But there's no 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 any guarantees. Even when you're booked by a very good promoter, I don't know why, but that's what happens. So for me, it's not something I'm kind of dying every day to do. I would love to do good gigs, but I, I hated this last month. These three times I went, and for me, it's driving. You know, more than an hour and a half sometimes two hours one way and then having that you become impotent that's how you know it's like like a man become impotent when you see a woman which doesn't want anything you know when you want anything, you're just not wanted you know
1: there you are well so what what is um we've so you do a lot of gigs and you do a lot of things, but what, what do you make of comedian as a whole? What, how would you describe us? Because a lot of people say that comedians are very sensitive. Well, I don't
0: know. I mean, uh, it, it's not every um, comedian is my kind of uh, thing. You know, I like very sharp, politically charged people, uh, but also sometimes there's uh, too much left for me. I, I find, you know, listen, to, I've been at some event and somebody was talking about landlords, how horrible they are, they should be hanged. And I said, bloody hell, you're probably renting somewhere and not paying for a year. <laughs> I was thinking about that guy who was giving this gig, you know. So it's not always kind of uh, people which is kind of my people, but sometimes I, I find this fantastic and find somebody who's learning from them as well, you know, like I, I do sometimes very good, there's a really top comedians there with me and um, I learn how they work with crowd and everything, you know, so it's um, interesting, it's always interesting. Sometimes I meet very interesting people. Sometimes I wonder why these people have agents and I, I don't because uh, <laughs> they never get any laugh. So it's all kind of experience, you know? I find interesting. So what and do I think? I mean, sometimes I like people. And when people nice to you, I like them. And people feel not nice to you. I don't like them. It's very simple as that. <laughs> I came across very nice people in comedy as well, you know?
1: Yeah. It's... It's... A, it's... A, it's but it... <laughs> I th- what people complain about comedy being like pe- comedians being whole complain about the circuit being horrible they talk about all these things around it being dodgy or horrible but through other jobs that I've worked in I I've come across a lot of assholes and a lot of nice people and to be honest I don't see the horribleness of comedians to be any
0: what
1: to be just the same as the some of the bad places I've worked in they're the same sort of like, the, well, you, I get agree this, with you. You There's get cra- you get crap you- everywhere
0: that's true, that's true. So, I'm, um, you know, you don't really have much time to mix with comedians there, to be honest. You know, everybody come down their gig and go, you know. So, you know, but some people are nicer than others, I would just say, you
1: know. How am I?
0: <laughs> well, if you invited me for a podcast, you're already nice. And I like your gigs. I like your little place where you do this, your hucklers, you know, because there are not too many people, but atmosphere is so good, you know. You have very good MC as well. That lady, she's really great oh, fun and then um, that's why it happens because she she makes the atmosphere very relaxed and you can you know you can go you know so yeah you know it's all depends.
1: she's incredible like she's one of the best hosts that i've come she's across very good. in comedy definitely one of the best i've come across i don't mm-hmm. know she just has that energy about her interesting
0: i want to try yeah that's right you know so she she makes people getting involved and listening you know which is very important you know i want to try myself and see but because of the language of course it's a bit more difficult for me, but I, I, you know, I, I, I really can talk non-stop. Uh, so, but uh, whether I'm understood and also whether I can bring subjects which are interesting for British audience all the time—that's another question, of course.
1: But the, what you said there is quite interesting. But there's that—if you, might, if you MC in an English comedy show, does that make you more better than? Let me be careful and be careful. I'm going to be very accurate in what I say, because one thing that I've found, because you have the challenge of it, like it's, you know, me, I'm born here, I've got all the advantages, and if I am, see, I've got all these Mm -hmm. things there. But if you have the challenge of being from another nation, and you have to adapt to it, will that does that stand you better in the long haul, being from having to face the challenge of? adapting to another culture another place while I'm having it sort of handled it all
0: depend you know it's you, you can't you can't just say for always you know it's it's like the same like with a gig you don't know why the same gig worked today so well you just make them all falling from laughter and and, and next day you know doing the same thing it's just audience numb or, or or judging and not really reacting it's the same with mc i think if you find your people who like what you're doing and they're connecting to you well i don't know i mean it's i mean, I just want to try I, I just like to try things i even done some a uh, pub quiz.
1: <laughs> how was that?
0: Just something different, you know? Oh, you know, just to go and run. Somebody asked me, you know, and run pub quiz with a lot of jokes and stuff like this. But I did realize quickly that some things I don't know. I couldn't even pronounce some names from some movies, which was the 1960s. You know, how, how they, you know, obviously the, the, the audience helped me to pronounce them because <laughs> I never heard about them, you know? But they had their fun, which they wouldn't have made maybe with somebody else. So they were pretty happy. But I, I like challenge. So MC is just something different to do and whether you can manage to do it, you know. It's also helps in, in your bigger shows to connect with the um, audience at the beginning and to make them, bring them on your on board with you, you know. So everything is interesting. I like, I like change. I like to try different things in life. I'm also writing second book. So I'm just was thinking today, probably it will be called The Pussy from the USSR. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I had one, Adventures of an Old Cunt, I think. I can't actually stop me being on bbc and everywhere because they just faint when they hear cant. I don't know why. It's just gates to life. We we do say dick prick about male stuff. So what's wrong with Kant? I mean I, I, for me it's nothing. It's just you know the place which gives life and pleasure. Well maybe not everybody I don't know about you.
1: <laughs> oh, you don't want to see you don't want to yeah you don't, want to... <laughs> oh, don't worry don't
0: worry I I mean you know I, I, I accept everybody everybody lives their own life and enjoy I don't care how people do it you know and with whom they do it but uh, i'm just saying that um, for, for some a lot of people is still less and less getting pleasure of course remain but still there are some so so why it's so wrong
1: <laughs> on the odd occasion when it happens yes i do but but on the odd occasion
0: <laughs> yeah anyway so so my <laughs> husband, yeah, the pussy from the ussi and i want to bring a lot of stuff why are you laughing
1: yeah, well i think i'm gonna get cancelled yeah, yeah. as well i'm gonna get cancelled now <laughs> um, Why? I don't know. I'm going to get people on the on like listeners. Oh, you're 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 you're, you're, you're afraid you're, of
0: being
1: cancelled. You're misogynist. You're I just did podcast with American uh,
0: American uh, American uh, people, and they loved uh, what I was saying. I was saying much more about my
1: book. So you meant? Yeah, I'll be honest, Helen. You mentioned something that was very interesting, and it's something that I. Do you know Constantine Kizin from Trigonometry?
0: Not really. Maybe it sounds different from... I never was good at mess, to be honest. Oh, I no, but it's, it's money, a podcast you
1: know? that, that's quite famous by two comedians. Oh, no, no, I don't. No, I
0: don't know. I don't know. No.
1: Okay, but one of the things he, he said, you and you mentioned this before the podcast, like we're some of the things that we're getting offended by and the cultural culture that goes on, you look at it and you go what the hell are you going about look you know i'm, I'm from the usr your skin has to be th- like thick as hell what are things that you've encountered here where you're like what the you're getting offended by by this this is like a little bee sting and you're acting like it's the worst thing in the world well but by
0: everything you just read newspaper every day and the people in universities you know, cut programs of some literature, even Jane Austen or, or somebody else, because people might get offended. Somebody was not behaving in the literature of early 19th or 18th century correctly. You know, they put some little things near the paintings to uh, in, in, in galleries now to make people not to be upset because this painting was bought money for, uh, earned from slavery. Well, 18th century was a time of slavery. That's how the society was built. You know, for me, it's all found laughable. You know, I can't even understand that people ignore history, you know. It's history. You can't go back and think why our ancestors 3,000 years ago were eating each other, you know, eating, uh, you know, human flesh. That's how it was sometimes, you know, that time, you know, it's, uh, but now they're trying to execute everything, make, make life so, you know, without any twist, without any worries, without anything. And actually it, it, it brings more worries to everybody and more, more people getting upset of being cancelled or being misunderstood, you know, afraid to say anything I can't even say I have black shoes now. All my shoes are grey now, I suppose. You know? <laughs> Honestly. It's just becoming ridiculous. So we didn't have that actually kind of USSR. I think you, you actually went ex- more extreme than we did uh, in, in the USSR. That wasn't a worry at
1: all. So what are things that uh, that you've had in, like, USSR that, are, you know, you have... A- You've been, very brutal, and that you've had to deal with. But what's like a situation you've come across where someone said that they are super well, offended by something, and you've laughed at you at it?
0: To... Well, first of all, in USSR we were not allowed to travel anywhere, okay, and and uh, abroad. And if I, I did come to Britain, actually, um, because you know I had my PhD, and I came to Edinburgh Festival like a critic. Actually, I was art critic. You didn't know that as well. <laughs> anyway, uh, so but uh, for that you need to be a member of Comsomol and you need to spy on your person, on your, on your neighbor. We came two people, and I knew I was not spying, I was not asked to report on her, so I knew she was the one. So whenever you travel with somebody, you know if it's not you, then somebody who is with you now, anywhere, is writing about you, whether you're correct, you know, and so on. But I think it's come here, like now here as well, you know. <laughs> people, not exactly asked to do it, but they do. They complain about anything. If you've just done some wrong gesture. You know, now, I remember this story about a, a football coach Kissed a kiss the young girl or something. Was it was a footballer, and she From comes Spain. in. She just wanted to to show her happy and victory, and she brought all this problem. Why did he kiss her? I mean, unbelievable. You know, it's just for me. I don't understand. You know, we didn't have actually had that that problems, but I'm saying spying on each other, reporting on each other, a culture of your neighbors spying on you uh, and and reporting that you've done something wrong. But actually, it's coming to that more or less in this country. <laughs> Whatever you said, whatever you've written, whatever something behind you, you know, I've been doing some comments about something. I mean, OK, somebody have some on uh, some pages uh, with comedians and I understand that somebody have different opinion. I have my opinion. OK, but why then to abuse me when I just called somebody that I uh, OK, I thought that I'm not going to name a politician, which I said this politician was doing something wrong. I was called fascist straight away. Why? Well, you know, you have your opinion, I have my opinion, but it's became in Britain impossible. People don't tolerate if you actually have different opinion on anything in this country, and that's come from the USSR. Because you do, you couldn't have any other opinion. You always say communists are fine, socialism is fine, our leaders are great. You can't you could if you say something different, you are out, you're just basically cancelled. You know, you just cancel, you can't go anywhere, you can't get a job, you can't do anything. That's you came from came from the USSR to you. You learned from us,
1: you borrowed from us. Okay. So- you let me know if you want this to be included or not. And it's all good. But there's a I noticed, you know, when what happened with Russell Brand and like that dispatches programme, mm. a lot of people were saying the same sort of things. But I noticed that when you were posting on mm. the whole thing, you said something a little bit different. And you said that yeah, you were, you were, your view was completely different to what a lot of comedians were saying mm. on Russell Brand.
0: Well, I think I was misunderstood completely about it. Basically, what I was trying to say, I would never complain about something that happened to me 20 years ago. I want to live today. you know. And if something really horrible happened to me 20 years ago, I would dealt with it then. And that's my opinion. And the second what I said, until somebody proved guilty, you cannot really destroy a person, whether it's Russell Brand or somebody else. I believe you know, until you prove guilty, you should not be portrayed on every newspaper and destroyed his career, you know, wh- wh- whoever it is, you know. That's what I said. And that's my opinion. I don't think I said anything wrong about these people, but I was attacked like, you know, crowds, you know, into me, you know. It's just unbelievable. Somebody said, said that, oh, I want to let anybody know uh, what you said. That's exactly what they done in the USSR. was <laughs> fine and reporting on each other. So, bloody hell. This is just, you know, like, I'm coming back to the socialist world of uh, these uh, neighbors who are looking and watching i just have my opinion i didn't say anything it was bad i just believe also that basically if something happened how can you prove what happened 20 years ago you know and why didn't you deal with it if it's a child i absolutely agree with it but again i i I absolutely also accept that somebody is different they do it it's their doing you know let them do it what i'm saying i wouldn't I had horrible things happen to me, you know, but I just buried it. I don't want to go But Actually, somebody recently connected me and uh, was trying to talk to me about that particular thing. And I said, no, I buried it. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I want to live today. Why? Imagine for 20 years oh. or 30 and 25 years, somebody. You've been living in this horror and you still want to do in it. You know, it actually burns you. So saying that I actually wanted to protect people. Who's still kind of in agitation because that's what call tense in a way when people so worried about something. Just live your life. I mean, do you really want to punish somebody? You know, I'm talking about Russell Brent particularly, not at all, but anybody. You, you, you need to be happy yourself. If it gives you happiness, you think if you went for 20 years punishing somebody, gosh, I don't envy these people. What life they live, you know, if they've been in such an anguish. And I also, they say police didn't look at them attentively. Yes, there's some witness in English police, British police, but I'm sure if there would be something serious, People will look but you know what it was different time 25 years ago different culture and people a lot of people much more free these days you're even afraid to send anybody a box of uh chocolate because they will say oh you, you're pursuing them is harassment you know but 25 years ago it was different culture you know when i came to this country people were much more vivid it was kind of people hug you they jump you they might even do this to your teeth and everybody just laughed about it you know now they remember 25 years somebody done it to them or slapped their bum oh and this is a crime and by the way I, I i watched only some abstracts of this film you know which was on news i didn't watch the whole uh, documentary about Russell Brand, but i watched bits and pieces and i also was astonished that actually it wasn't a documentary because there was no real people there was all actors and that actually oh. shows that there's not much proof yeah
1: oh it was oh. actors playing
0: and talking hmm did, well, did. that's what I saw. And again, I don't see the whole film. I saw the epstein documentary on GB News and other programs and stuff like that. And um, uh, it was not, and they were saying it's not actually a person, it's an actress. So I don't want to discuss this particular thing, mean, but I mean, I, the, the attitude, the attack on me. And you know, somebody said, I said, okay, let me go to God. And, and she replied to me, uh, uh, Bible is shit and what is crap. Oh. And I thought you were saying that, I mean, yeah, on just on this text talking about Russell Brand. Exactly. That's one of the women there. And I said, do you know that you're now upsetting millions of Christians saying that? But they don't care. They can upset. But when somebody done something to them, they feel being upset even more. You know what I mean? That that's, doesn't work to me. If you don't want to be uh, abused and upset and you're upset about being abused, why do you upset million people calling Bible crap? One, one comedian I recently heard her on TikTok. She was saying uh, Christ was just a homeless troublemaker. Ooh. I just blocked her. I mean, I mean, and, and, and bloody hell! I think Christ was troublemaker. How can, how dare you? Actually, this is upsetting millions of people. I'm not. I'm Christian, but I I only thought about um, you know God, uh, like and, and temples and the churches, like uh, architecture marvels, you know. But when I had cancer, I actually went to church and I asked the God. And since then, I do believe. I I, I promise. I went to some Paul cathedral because I was guiding actually there, and I. Uh, stood near the icon, which was a Greek Orthodox icon, and, I, and I, I begged God to help me, and I promised I would be better in my life, and, and I felt that he kind of heard me, That was my feeling, believe me, and I before I wasn't believing in God, and, and and he did like this, and I knew I would be fine, and I promised that I will be, I'm now supporting cancer research, uh, uh, financially I do other uh, uh, um, uh, also c- 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 some cancer institutions and some uh, since then and do, doing my best for people in my way, you know? But I, I, I wouldn't call anybody like that, do, on, on, you know, a Christ Christ, a homeless troublemaker, bloody hell and putting it on TikTok. And this is comedian. So obviously different point of view, they don't want to be a, a, a abuse themselves, but they are okay to abuse items which are worshiped by millions of people in this world
1: hmm very much like a USSR (laughs) you said that you're going to do a but it's 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 plastered over a different sort of way in that it's virtual virtual signaling as people say that makes them look good and saying that you can't say this and that whilst in in Russia it was very much you can't say this because or is it the same thing I don't know what was in the is the way the endpoint the same you want to live with what people say, but it's the way in which we do it. i not different? just saying that
0: people, people didn't like my opinion. They don't need to abuse me and, and, and say how horrible I am. It's just, I, I accept people having different opinions. And obviously I was not there to stop anybody, to complain about anybody, you know? It's up to them. I just say that it's me who wouldn't do it. Because, you know, I want to live today. I don't want to dig into my 25 years past. And believe me, I had horrible, much more horrible story than what they're talking about Russell Brandon abuse. believe me. I had knives into me, you know, but I, I don't want to remember it. I, I just want to leave. I had an, an accident uh, uh, organized by KG Beth to kill me by a lorry getting into my car to frighten me. But I'm not, I don't want to talk about it. Somebody approached me recently because I are writing a book about somebody to talk about it. And I said, no, I buried it. I don't want, you know, so, so it's when all these people complain about it, you know, I find this, leave today. Why do you need to spend your time on that? But again, I'm not saying them not to do it. I'm saying that I wouldn't.
1: <clears throat>
0: I don't like punishing people. You know, if somebody punished, doesn't give me satisfaction, you know what I mean? You know, I, my satisfaction that I do something achieved and I have people laughing at me and the gig or I'm flying the plane and I just see this beautiful in spring, you know, yellow colors of, you know, um, flowers and stuff and, you know, I feel orgasmic. That makes me happy. Not somebody who is suffering because I punished him, you know? <laughs> I don't want to go to police to report to dig into this pain. I don't want to. But again, I'm saying it's about me. I'm not telling other people not to do it. I'm just saying what I wouldn't do. I also don't find it's very difficult to prove what's been 25 years ago, you know, without any just well against one word, you know.
1: Hmm.
0: It's uh, by law, you know, and, and people, dirty names, a lot of people suffer. You know, there's some, some people now suing some people in America or somewhere else uh, for uh, doing that. Because you destroy a person, but actually there's no proof. It's just your word against somebody else. Yeah. And when they're saying all oh, these 20 words, you know, in Soviet Union, that's exactly what they did. Exactly what they did. If somebody wanted to, to sink somebody, well, five or six people will go and write about you. It's actually happened to me. I swam out of it, of this shit. You know, I was supposed to go to America because I, I came to this country because on the British Council scholarship, but I, actually I was Americanist. I was studying American art, and I was supposed to go to America. But I have uh, papers from my close friend who written to me, to KGB, uh, to our communist party and to Institute of Art where I was working. Luckily, the director of the institute was my friend, the friend of my father, so she actually gave me this letter. And that, of course, was an- anonymous, but I knew by the text who written it. So I had all this stuff, you know, all this shit, you know. This is uh, the life of the USSR. Why is it coming here? It's horrifying.
1: Hmm. Yeah. But there will be a change in it. Like this this is the period we are in now, but it will change. You know, I'm very disappointed
0: in Rishi. You know, I I I, I don't hide that I, I used to support conservatives, but I'm not happy with them at all. I think Rishi is a pussy. And <laughs> is to he's fucking easy, you know, because he, he 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 can't do anything. He's afraid of everything. You know, he he he, he just don't do right thing, you know. He's just it nowhere. It's not right, you know, it's just not right. I mean, there's nowhere to go, you know, it's just everybody afraid for themselves to do every step, right or left or whatever. And things are rolling in the wrong way for Britain. That's what I think.
1: I'm I'm not convinced on either party, to be honest, like on Labour or Conservatives. I'm not convinced of either of them. I think it, not to get political. I know that to get Canadians to political. Are mostly,
0: uh, uh, well, the thing is, uh, because I've been through USSR, and I would never go to labor, because I know socialist doesn't work, you just produce parasites, you know, people who don't work and want to live and suck from the government more and more. Uh, you know, we have 1.5 million people who don't want to work just because they have a little problem. I worked a week after I had cancer operation, major cancer, because I always felt work is my savior, and it was. So for me, all this looks, you know, strange how many people on benefits not really doing much and all that stuff. We didn't have any benefits in the USSR, nothing. People survived. They worked. You know, recently I put some clip, I mean, again, again, I mean, they probably hate me listening all that, but I'm honest, I don't care okay if, if they hate me, if, if they, because the right people will like me, people whom I like. You know, I put a little clip about NHS, saying that it's actually, we're paying for the NHS, and not only for us, but also for people who don't pay for anything, those foreign benefits, not actually blaming them, but just saying that. But then we don't get any service on NHS. We had to go and uh, get private services. That's what happened to me. Otherwise, I would be dead. Uh, But a woman attacked me. And she uh, uh, reposted my uh, clip. And um, she said, oh, you're saying you have better advances than me. I said, darling, you probably, uh, she's not working. I said, oh, you're probably over 65. You're retired. No, no, I'm 45, she said. But I have MS. I said, darling, you have 3 million followers. So you can manage your media. Pretty well. So why don't you work from home on Zoom, on telephone? You can perfectly work looking at what uh, scale of media contacts you're doing for free. It means somebody else is working for you, paying you, and you're just doing it at your pleasure, at your leisure. She shut, hmm. up. <laughs> she shut up. She shut up. She shut up. Because it's true. So she absolutely capable to work. Maybe uh, physically, maybe she can't drive and go to work, but she mentally, she's perfectly Able to work through Zoom or answering phone like for British Airways or whoever, you know, banks and stuff like this. She doesn't want to because she's got money state. They pay her anyway. So she's doing all the job for free to entertain herself and her followers, not actually. So somebody else at the same time working for her. So this is, no, no, you know, but. I can understand everybody in politics. They just uh, worry about being re-elected. They don't want to lose voters. You know, it's it's not good, not good.
1: You, there's people that aren't brave to do what's right, even if they're going to offend people.
0: Look, I can't. You know, I, I don't. I'm not afraid to be cancelled, but I don't want to say everything because I do not want to upset your listeners as well. Because I have something to say, but I am not ready yet, and I probably won't because I'm not going to want to go to politics. Uh, you know, I just want slowly to enjoy my downsizing to an urn and um, enjoy my life. You know, I'm not going to fight. I'm not a fighter, you know, anymore. I think, you know, it's time passed. But um, it's sad because it's, it, my feeling is as is if I'm actually going back to USSR. I came out for freedom of speech, you know, and, and there's no freedom of speech.
1: Hmm. Where would you say there is freedom of speech now?
0: Well, at the moment, I, I don't think anywhere, but I think probably more in other countries, I don't know. America also shut up, you know, I can't believe that they, you know, you know they, they, they they, can, well, I don't want to say anything, but uh, I'm sure they, can, <laughs> they should have done better. <laughs> we, we don't want any, you know, antiquity at such age because, you know, whatever you know, uh, when you even reach my age, I'm not saying about 80, you know that there's some things physical which don't allow you to do as much as you can. I mean, it is a human capacity is limited to certain uh, times. So, but in, I don't know, I don't know. America also very woke everywhere now, yeah. I find this horrible now. I mean, actually you're a white man, You, you if you're a straight man, particularly, you know, you you have trouble now in this country to find good jobs, you know? It's true, it's the same in America, yeah. They're looking everywhere for you know black women, possibly you know colored women, lesbian, uh, gay man, you know of, of color everywhere in America, even more than here. It's true. I know it. Not not from words. I know. You know. Yeah, I know. So I'm not. I'm not trying to go anywhere. I'm not looking to go anywhere. I love Britain. I, I, I lived here 35 years and it became my country. You know, but um, I, I'm very upset of uh, looking at what's going on.
1: Hmm. What so? You mentioned it before the show, and you're you're you want to sort of show how the USSR, so how Britain is becoming more and more like the USSR. What what you what your plans of the show to do that, or do you not want to discuss that?
0: No, it's basically will be based a bit connected to my own story of life, you know, obviously, and uh, saying what's actually happened in the USSR. You know, just to, and and trying to bring parallels, you know. Like I came here for freedom of touching, but I think Russell Brand took all took up all spots available for all of us, you know, things like this, you know, sort to, to bring up, you know. <laughs> it's all <taken> now, so. <laughs> Otherwise you'll be under under the fire. <laughs> no freedom of touching. You know, there you are. You know, this and that what you can do in a comedy, you know, obviously, but um yeah, I'm not going to bring a revolution, of course, but I, am I'm, I have a lot of already lines written, and uh, they just yeah, every day I open newspaper, I find something new for my for my story. It's just, yeah,
1: it's like I, and are you? I know you mentioned before that you got your your son to do sort of he's a composer and to help direct it. Are you planning on like going to the Edinburgh fin this year, doing an hour show? Or are you going to spread it across the globe? You're going to go to Melbourne or? well well, I mean I I actually
0: inquired about Melbourne and others but you need to have a working visa and this is all kind of quite you know every of this uh, um, Toronto festival as well I was looking in Canada because my son actually very often in Canada and you need a working visa to do it I know some comedians do it without visas but I I wouldn't risk because I I don't want to have you know a veto not to go ever in these countries again if you're caught you're you're, you're just cut forever Uh, and, and I find it's too much trouble probably I don't know I, I I will look at it, but maybe not this actually. I, I I do want to perform in New York cellar, You know.
1: Oh the comedy cellar.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, comedy cellar. That's what my dream is. And I've been actually quite pushed in America. Well, I'm not saying anything, but that's 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 of my the, the thing which I would love to do, but I don't know if I, I can still do it. You know, it's maybe it, a long way to go.
1: It is it is an amazing comedy club, the comedy Cellar. I remember yeah. I saw Angie Schultz there. And he did a mm. bit about building the pyramids and he meant, mm. made a joke about mexicans doing it i'm not going to say it or butcher it but it was brilliant mm. and it was funny in some ways because you book it online with the company seller but they but you pay as you leave which i find quite interesting and then mm. so i spoke to someone on the podcast who, well two there's two comics on a podcast that have they go to the cellar quite regularly. So there's Nico White, mm-hmm. who did comedy when he was 14, and then there is Matt Ruby. So they, mm. and they, he, Matt Ruby told me that you need two people that are professional comedians in that the comedy cellar to recommend you. To or get them. Mm. Uh, that, That's what they said to me. Do just keep it between you, you and the listeners. Don't tell interesting, anyone Interesting,
0: that. interesting, very interesting.
1: um yeah it's new york is very brutal very straight up like business like in here you know people complain about bringing gigs yes i I don't necessarily agree with them either but in america they're even more further down on like making money and we don't give a shit like they i know they don't make any money they do it for a name yeah it's, it's brutal they're so brutal in america i hear in like la the, people complain about the comedy the paying comedy here it is pretty shit but in there it's even worse like if you go to the big clubs they only pay 30 dollars or something like that it, it really is even worse that's why so many of them are coming here because at least there's some sort of element of pay even though it definitely isn't enough to live on
0: well, they usually, uh, comedians, they do other stuff, you know, like, you know, yeah, voiceovers, things, and, you know, like in, in, in acting and stuff like this here. Yeah. yeah, 100%. So. No, it's just, we it would be nice to have American audience, um, because it seems to me they love me, you know, even uh, in Edinburgh, when I have Americans, they just, they were my best uh, laughing people. When I have people from Birmingham, 11 of them sitting like this. <laughs> 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 sorry <laughs> um. americans was always whenever i have an audience from the united states they are always involved they they're open they want to know they want to support you they, they i've never had a problem with them they, they were interesting they were buying my books as well you know they were just kind of intri- intrigued they want they, they give it a go They're partners their audience you know so
1: if you had the opportunity right now, someone from America came over now and they said, Yo, Helen Pryor, we like what you do over in the UK. We need you to come down and sell it. We're <laughs> going to sign you up. We're going to put you in the talk shows with like <laughs> Craig Ferguson, James Carden. You got to leave yeah. the UK. Yeah, all right. You shake their hand and say, I'm going to go, baby. Or something cut.
0: Well, I'll go for a month you know I will go for a, <laughs> for a month you know I like adventures but I'm not moving first of all I'm married I love my husband I love my life here you know I like Britain so I'm not 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 will not be nicked forever but uh, like an adventure yes why not even even if they don't invite me I might invite myself you know <laughs> <laughs> I like to, if I want to go <laughs> yeah I custom to the things myself very often you know so I never wait for yeah, I'm not a Cinderella who waits for somebody a ferry to make it. I'm a ferry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a good, good uh, guy. So, Barry Katz, if you're listening, take Helen Pryor to America, okay?
0: Yeah, if you are, yes, please. I love Americans, honestly. They they just can't, they, even they, the way they laugh, they laugh. They don't. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is what uh, <laughs> West Midlands was doing to me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, OK. And to anyone that's listening out now, if they're, they're a young comedian or if you listening to Helen Pryor and she was 20 years old and she said she wanted to do comedy, what would you say to her right now?
0: I was going to say, pick up, pick up granny. <laughs> Give <laughs> some stage space. <laughs> oh you don't need youngsters youngsters to worry much you know i'm not going to be too long on your way but you know give me some space too
1: what would what would be so with everything that's happened in life if you were to advise someone as a performer to get themselves before they get into the performing arts what's one thing you would say to them
0: Well, I, I think, first of all, what I know if uh, somebody wants to, a young person to get into that. But basically, life experience matters. Sometimes I feel that people don't actually have anything to say because they don't have... Or you come to some performance of a young person, you just do little jokes about this and that. There's no story. There's no, no life experience to bring in, you know what I mean? So I think it's very important for comedian to actually become somebody else before, try life, you know, to actually live life. Then you can bring it to other people. Because I find it very frustrating. I listen to a lot of young people and I feel behind that they have nothing much to say. Just little jokes here and there. There's no life behind it. So live life, as I would say, you know? And also in, in Britain, of course, comedy, I would always advise young people to have second job, not to, to put 100% on, on comedy. It's, uh, it's, it's 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 um, <clears throat> you know, really a, lot, a lottery because a lot of people, I'm not going to say I, I, I heard on professional level not really better than others but there's a lottery they just got management and uh, they put two gigs so if you don't get there with all your talents you might be wasted on open mics like often i do
1: yeah it is it, it... <laughs> and is there anything you change about comedy
0: No, I mean, why should I change? I find my own angle. I like, you know, uh, people like Gervais, for example. You know, I like, you know, my comedians, my kind of comedy. Sometimes I see something I don't like. It doesn't mean I'm saying bad. It's just not for me. Sometimes people, oh, it was fantastic. I said, yes, it was fantastic for you, but not for me. Comedy is different. It's quite big scale art, you know. There is territory, there's kind of more cabaret stuff, you know, more even circus stuff and in comedy. So everybody find their own way and they should do what they, their best at and what they believe in and of course nobody can satisfy everybody there will be always audience for you whatever you're doing but it's not always that for me you know what i'm saying so i don't i i would sometimes i i dare to say something not critical but just saying this wasn't what i like people attack you they think you're trying to destroy no what i'm trying to say is a space for everybody different taste like you know some merry women some merry men someone now be with dogs instead <laughs> you know that's fine it's their life you know what i mean
1: uh, could I meet your dog for a date? <laughs>
0: no. Oh, she's—they all left now. Oh, one is sleeping, one is sleeping somewhere. now. Okay. Yeah, I mean the the big one is out somewhere. I had to go. If you want me, I can bring her, but uh, it's a—it uh, will take time. Or you maybe you want to say something behind my back? No, it's okay. Oh. <laughs> so. I'll just open the, ro- ro- uh, the room and see if, if she's there. Just a minute. <laughs> I want to see you. Come here. Come here. Oh. Here, here it is. Come on, come, come here. I said, come here. Oh, big. Girl. Come on. Go
1: up. Go show up you go. Come on.
0: No, I, I, I can I can bring this one to you. Hello, Toki. Here we are. Hello,
1: Afghan <laughs> hand! <laughs>
0: you've got nice eyes she's beautiful i've got hounds she's beautiful my husband obviously like blondes uh, but she's stupid <laughs> like many blondes except me of course she is uh, four years old but she's still sometimes creeping in the middle of the house
1: that's nah, not white, is it but <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no but we still love her she's a uh, gorgeous of course girl so but stupid and then the other one is uh, basically castrated male mongrel uh, but he is so clever and jolly lovely he's my favorite i like the little one oh. he's not so beautiful but he's charming and he licks my legs sometimes it's the only pleasure i get from men even castrated mongrel <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> she came back to me she, she came back
1: to me my <laughs> <laughs> hello afghan <laughs> so to anyone that's listening back now um how do they find out about you and do you have anything to plug on the podcast, Helen?
0: Uh, well, 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 I, they can follow me, of course, on my Instagram, is very simple Helen.Prior, P R I O R. They can uh, uh, follow me on TikTok. I'm Funny Art Mama. I'm definitely mama and definitely funny. And Funny Art Mama, one word. They can also follow me on uh, on uh, Facebook, Helen.Prior94. I'm not 94 years old, I'm 94 kilograms, but anyway, in my dreams. Uh, yeah. and... Um, <laughs> And uh, on OnlyFans uh, account,
1: joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to subscribe, Helen. Sorry.
0: Oh, <laughs> <Well>, you know, <laughs> yeah. who knows? I-, I was told a lot of comedians doing now OnlyFans, so uh, it's not not impossible that I will not go there as well, just for sure. fun to try, to see what I can do.
1: <laughs> <Fair
0: enough>. <laughs> <laughs> so there was for those who like cougars. Do you like cougars?
1: I like everything.
0: <laughs> well, you know, darling, digging in antiquity was always well rewarded. So
1: that's oh,
0: not, not too bad. Good. <laughs> so,
1: guys, that should be <laughs> a shot shot.
0: hell <laughs> to, to have the whole Russian entire, in, in, entire Russian empire in depth, you
1: know? <laughs> that's, oh, that's quite, quite, quite that's a lot of things.
0: Fans. for the okay, only fans. Okay, guys
1: so you know where the only fans is guys <laughs> i hope you yeah, enjoyed I hope to it. Do it
0: but you know then you had to pay some money for it and i said well no 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 so far everything else is free you know i like my freebies well, you
1: know, well, there you are well, well the only fans is to be awaited at some point in the future and i'll plug it in guys for anyone that likes it but i hope you enjoyed the episode um well it's good i, I don't know what you
0: they, did you have any comments from your audience do they hate me did they throw some eggs into <laughs> Thank you.